What's up, everybody, and welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, a movie review podcast. My name is Alex. Uh, now, to our regular listeners, I've made a personal decision to retire Basil. Uh, he's the usual host who introduces our episodes, uh, and that's because I'll be using him and his robust voice for another project, hopefully coming up soon, in the tabletop and RPG category. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, but for our new listeners, welcome. Thanks for clicking on us and giving this podcast with the super long name that doesn't really tell you what we do at all a chance. Uh, we're a movie review podcast, and instead of the usual movie critic that gradually loses a little piece of their soul with every movie that they watch, uh, we try to keep things light and funny and positive. So um, today's actually kind of funny uh, after saying that because we get into a little debate about the movies we reviewed. Uh, first of all, today is a double feature. So we reviewed Maleficent 2 and Zombieland 2, keeping with the Halloween spirit, which um, I hope to find a party at some point, uh, to partake in. But anyway, uh, Nikanti Khan and myself get into a hilarious schoolyard debate about what we would have liked to have seen in Maleficent 2. Uh, other than that, we, we kept, like, honestly, we kept it in because when I listened back, I thought it was hilarious and very entertaining. So I hope you guys like it. And, uh, Enjoy the episode. Don't forget to leave a comment, uh, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify, wh wherever it is that you can leave comments. Pretty sure you can't leave comments on Spotify. So on I, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and leave a five-star rating. We'll make sure to shout you out in the following episodes. Tell us whatever you'd like. Your number rating on the last movie we reviewed. Uh, a badass moment. What the fuck moments. And if you don't know what those are... <laughs> You will after this episode. Uh, but enjoy the episode, fam. And I will see you guys next Friday for Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber movie reviews. Peace. Podcast is to get on to hot ones. Oh my god, we, that need, would be to, we need to make uh cold ones. And it, <laughs> what it, does that it, mean? It can be like different types of ice cream, and if you can handle a brain freeze, oh shit, yeah, now, can actual brain damage occur from like a bad enough of a brain freeze? Uh, there's only one way to find out. We should just do an episode and then we record their faces as they have brain freezes. Are you doing like a mustache on me? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember how uh, Paul Rudd did it. He showed it on Hot Ones. You can make it look like you took a photo and in between somebody's legs. That's great. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a very special technique that I'm I have that on my watch later list. Uh, that Hot Ones with Paul Rudd. Have you watched the Netflix show yet? No, me I and watched Patty just Life watched the uh, the the Living with Yourself the trailer for it, and we're just like, oh, interesting. It's it really was, good. It's really yeah. good. How far yeah. did you get? I'm on the third episode. I'm like five or six episodes in. And Guys, it just... Did I mention I hit myself already? 
Oh God. Because that's what that that's what that show really inspires me is to continue hating myself. No, 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 or, no. Ju- it's Junior, the no. opposite. You, you need to do the opposite. That's yeah, what that's it's about. The opposite. Is it? Oh, I'm pretty man. sure it's about hating yourself enough to go get a goddamn massage parlor, like good ass massage, and then somehow find out that you have a clone. Well, I'm now pretty, I now I know what Groupon not to get. Junior, a I'm group pretty of a massage. sure. I'm pretty sure that you make yourself feel better by getting a massage. I give my self a massage every morning sometimes every evening sometimes in the morning and in the evening but not for november oh yeah no massage november no is coming massage. up yep. that's not a that's not a real thing it's a thing i'm, and I'm not I'm following pretty sure it. that the religious no massage november is actually in march so it's no massage march or meant i'm just gonna do what i want to my body that's okay it's not okay, and we're going to be watching you at all time and monitoring and making you can't sure that tell you're doing me. Things. You can't tell me how to treat my temple. <laughs> <laughs> that is scrumptious. Welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber movie reviews. Um, my name is Alex. That's the voice that you're hearing right now. And the gentleman that I'm staring at right now intently doesn't know I'm staring at him intently. That's why Myron doesn't say his own name or Nikonsky for that matter, which are both the same person. Because he never knows I'm staring at him intently. No, it's it's because he doesn't want to seem like Usher, Usher. <gasps> Damn. But just so he can make, so he can flame you. Yeah. He's been waiting for that moment for Since 75 was... episodes. That's right. Oh, no, but long before that, it was when I was born. I play the long game. He do. He do. Get it? Because he plays the long con. (laughs) Oh, my God. That pun was set up so many years in advance, Alex didn't even see it coming. I got slapped in the face with that, dude. That's what she said. That was that was the. Br- <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't stop. Today. Don't ruin it. Stop. <laughs> I got I got slapped in the face with that dude. Oh god. Oh, you ruined it. Okay, that beautiful uh, pun right there that you just heard was by our boy named Khan, and the guy over here to my left, his name is Nikonsi. Nikonsi, say Gemini. Hi guys, Gemini. Perfect. Are you a Gemini? I'm a Virgo. We are three quarters of the way through October, and we uh, have been watching nonstop, beautiful, fantastic movies. Uh, today is going to be a double feature. We're reviewing Maleficent 2 and Zombieland 2. Double tapping. Are we double tapping, double tap? Yeah, we are. And that's what we be doing. You know what the worst part about double tap is? What's that? They got scared, and they, they didn't... They they went like hex tuple tap, pen tuple tap. N- like, but what? I don't remember what the nine is, but like deca tap, do deca tap. Like it just what's the? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just happy that you that knowledge of knowing how to say those things, uh, has finally paid off. Are you being sarcastic? I'm not. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not because I can't he tell. he like he looks like he's trying to pull off the not sarcastic Alex, 
but it could be a really deep cut and he's trying to throw us for a dodeca flip and he's like ha this whole time i was pretending to be alex pretending to be contavious to pretending to be felipe pretending to be julio pretending to be basil who is a gen- who is another jojo pretending to be giorno giovanni who is another jojo but in italy that was a really big jojo reference nobody's stopping me that's a lot of stuff going on. So for today's movies, uh, I think we will start it off with Maleficent 2. Uh, why don't you guys give me some some fatty impressions real quick? I... Was there a character named Fatty? Uh, n- no, 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 no. She was the makeup artist. I <laughs> got to watch uh, Fadira. Maleficent and Maleficent 2 back to back because I never saw the first one mm. which came out five years ago. How do you feel those stacked up? I really enjoyed the first one. The second one uh, is better after you watch the first one. Mm. Not so much as a standalone. First one is a definite... You can just watch the first one and it ends nicely. It's perfect. The second one, it just kind of turned into an action movie which is totally okay. And it continued the story, but I was like, well, where else can you go with this story? Yeah, it's kind of tough, man. I think uh, it, it it was... It, the first movie was a nod to all the people who claim they have Dark Souls guilty and um, love gothic shit. You know what I mean? Um, it this, was such a good switch up. It was really nice. I, yeah, I really liked the, the kind of twist at the end. Uh the second one was strictly for kids and their parents. I, I don't think. really think it was for really for kids. I think the end of that movie Yeah, the end agrees or, or disagrees with you. Well, okay, I take it back. No, you're right. That's an extremely violent movie. It it you're right. Um if it was rated PG thirteen, I think we might have gotten something better because like Man, the disappointing thing about the Black Fangs uh, is that, okay, they lived in isolation. Dark Fae. Dark Fae? But didn't they call themselves Black Fangs? I really don't think that they ever said Dark Fangs or Black Fangs. They were referencing themselves as Dark Fae. Fae as in fairies. Yeah, Dark Fae. Damn, I thought they said Black Black Fangs. Fangs. Dark, Dark Fae makes, makes sense. I thought they were referencing the, the horns. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But Dark Fae, okay. The Dark Fae lived in isolation for so long, and they never developed some kind of countermeasure against iron. That's just it. Now, hey, you know how last time we did the exact thing we're about to do? It it should it should work fine this time. It Your argument out. there implies the fact that they can even handle iron. But also Maleficent How are they going to like didn't. develop a countermeasure without being able to handle it. She did wooden armor. Yeah. No, wooden Wood, armor doesn't I'm pretty sure <laughs> iron can pierce through wooden armor. Yeah. Not super thick wood. What about that? <laughs> super thick wood? Yeah. <laughs> it's iron. How about I'm gonna hold up a I'm gonna give you a wooden shield 
and then I'm gonna penetrate you with this iron. Here's the problem, like, though. Magic. T- they yeah. didn't wear any armor whatsoever. Yeah. Iron yeah, or they, yeah. they iron covered did, yeah. their boobs. <laughs> it's only aesthetic armor. Yeah, so do girls at the beach. Yeah. Uh, they, so, so do, do all you, the characters in Do you D&D. call bikinis armor now? Yeah. Is that <laughs> that? Which like all anime? Yeah. Look at Wonder gonna... Woman's armor. <sighs> Gauntlets and this breastplate. <laughs> She wow. and you know why she uses <laughs> nice the bracers. Armor. You know why she uses the bracers to block bullets, even though her armor is bullet, even though her entire body is bulletproof. Because you know, like it's just fan service to see your boobs jiggle when you. No, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I see that. I see that. No, but what I'm saying is that you said wood. They still <laughs> thick wood. Yeah, wood, thick wood. They they're fucking magical creatures. Uh, iron sword, or even that, like even even not iron. Um, here, let's get into some metal. Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm talking? Uh, metal specifics, or whatever you want to talk about. When you when you make steel, what is that a combination of? Is but, iron is iron in that? But this was in the olden times. They had steel. They had mills. Yeah, but. These are forest people. They were living in isolation. What I'm saying is that I just don't understand this idea or this concept of like they just never developed whatsoever. They were the exact same uh, from the from the ancient times when when they first went to war Alex against is, humans. Alex has been spoiled with fantasy novels where the, where people are telling you how things are happening. <laughs> well, Native Americans still tried to fight guns with bow and arrows for the longest time, but they were okay. Eventually, they got guns when they were exposed. That was to a guns. tribe. That was a, that's a specific. No, eventually, like, okay. They, eventually, yeah. they got taken over. Yeah. Because they were not prepared. They didn't get to go live in isolation for hundreds and hundreds of years safe where they can develop a countermeasure and re-strategize to fight them again. Assuming that you have people who want to do this. But no. What do you like, mean? They, when, when you go, how do you, how do you defend you, yourself? When you go, right? to, like, when you go into isolation uh-huh. with nothing, you, you there's nothing... you can't work with anything. so what you're saying is that they had no way of getting supplies they had no way of stealthily going out and getting and getting some kind of material that they could use to defend themselves I, from iron this is, i think they so, were just too depressed because in maleficent the first one <laughs> they were no, too depressed there's no mention of them why is there no mention of them in the first because one because they were in hiding yeah, but even and also it might have not been an idea at that t- at point. Actually. Yeah, right. But but here's the thing: Maleficent should have known about them if they were in hiding and they're running around trying to get supplies. But the problem is, is that they she's only living in one part of the world, and the other problem is that we don't have any origin, and she doesn't, for all we know, as far as the movies go, we don't have any kind of knowledge of what her origin is for all we know is that she just ended up in this you know magical forest where all the fae live so why would she need to know or be able to know about that they could have just avoided her magical forest they don't even give us any backstory of any of the fae that's what i'm saying which is why you they're probably making a third one prequel (laughs) that's how they fix everything i know they could 
Well, another, I hope they listen to us. Another thing that came up was they were talking about the christening, which what could that be the christening of? And second, this actually ties into, have you seen the Disney theories that it's all connected? It's hilarious. It's weird. I haven't. Um, but basically, I'm still one a- of those threads is assuming that Sleeping Beauty happens, right? And uh, eventually they have a daughter or maybe a son. And they go traveling and that son turns out to be Nazrat. It's Tarzan. <laughs> Other ones include that they go traveling and they meet another kingdom. And that's where, like, Frozen takes place. And also Frozen ha- Frozen also has part of that theory of the, like, they like the their their parents went off adventuring and they uh she was pregnant at the time had a son on the seas and then it becomes Tarzan. Like there's lots of goofy theories around that Tarzan one is interesting because that would mean that they would have to cuz cuz there was there was like steam engines and there was how did they get was it shipwrecked? Is that mm-hmm. how ta- okay, it wasn't plane wrecked. That was that was George of the Jungle. Yeah, I'm getting that mixed yeah. up. But that's what I mean by like, yeah. there's like goofy, goofy fan theories and stuff that people are like following really, really big breadcrumb trails. Look, I want to circle back. Are you guys really not upset that the Dark Fae did not come up with some kind of counter strategy against the iron problem? I, no, I am, am a, I am upset. I am upset. I'm okay. just you guys I just like just, to argue with me? Yeah. Is that no, I'm just okay, pointing I think. Kind of funny. I'm pointing out that your your argument of developing something to counteract this there are different ways to do this in fantasy worlds mm-hmm. and armor to counteract iron is not a very solid one, is what I was trying to say. Well some kind of because weapon. Weapon is theoretical magic itself across what from what they showed us magic itself is not a normal thing for the fae the closest they have is healing magic which is basically from what they showed us in the film on par with like the concept of chakra and doing hand hand signals to like imbue something mm-hmm. Well, they could control like uh, nature. They, yeah, they could control, they control nature like, itself. Wood, but they were like, wood element ninja. Yeah, <laughs> but Dracula never found uh, a cure against wooden staves. I'm not talking Sta- about a cure, though. I'm not. I'm or, just talking or armor or he, Dracula never found anything. Also, that's um, his fault. Where the werewolf man, he never. F- figured out anything to protect himself from silver bullets. That's what that's why I was saying that all like, of Van Helsing's there's a the- like there are ways creatures. to there are ways to like combat it, yes, but I was just saying that like what you initially put up for the podcast to hear us argue about was <laughs> how do they not figure out a way to protect themselves against iron? A countermeasure. A countermeasure. You, you, you said now, like armor. <laughs> like I, is what you I just threw that out there as a as a preliminary idea. But there are there are types of compound wood that could potentially imbued with magic, the chakra that we were talking about, at least combat the the iron swords. I don't know about the iron bullets. That's a pretty hard one. 
And I don't yes. know how easily they could see that one coming because that was the first time they encountered it. But at least with when it comes to regular iron we- weapons, yeah. I will give you that it's weird to know that these technically nomadic tribes didn't figure out a way to get around it other than like, ha, yo, I can fucking fly, I'm outy. Well, Nikonti <laughs> put up a really good argument earlier and he said that they were too depressed. About no, that, the, like, that's that's yeah, yeah it's fair. <laughs> Yeah, they were they, too depressed. Yeah, that and, and how much do you do when you're depressed? I right nothing. I've seen how you. How long? Wow! You don't even shave. That, that was, was savage. That was <laughs> fucking brutal. We are going for blood now, that and I am upset. Hateful. And I would appreciate an apology. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I haven't seen <laughs> him. Really I haven't seen him. I just said I'm wooden armor. Yeah. You don't have to like <laughs> make fun of my <laughs> unshaved face. Yeah, like Jesus. <laughs> or the fact that he masturbates. I'm just saying to make myself feel better. Exactly. I'm Everybody just, has been there. I'm just saying depression is anymore, dark. But. I mean, <laughs> and Frank hid in like some wall for. It. Oh, they had hundreds of years and, and a she good definitely support masturbated. system. She definitely did. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. Who's to say what she does with her temple? <laughs> that's a call. Cool, like that's that. a callback. That's I like that one. callback. That was good. Um, damn, <laughs> we went on this long. I'm probably gonna keep all of that in. Um, <laughs> I like how we we just got so so serious, but not serious about some like family flick. It was <laughs> Disney. Huh. Let oh, me poke shit. plot holes in this Disney film. It's a kid's... <laughs> there should be no plot holes, even yeah. though it's a kid movie. No, you know what I was hoping from? Because, like, the good, the first one was so good. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this could be, like... They can go... As, I got it. Even though it's not PG-13, I was like, oh, man, maybe this could be, like, the next Pirates. Especially... Right. Brandon Sanderson has spoiled you. Man, he does. He has. he has spoiled you. He has. It, yeah, there's no. Brandon no. Sanderson is a is. A thank you, by the way. He is a he spoiled fantastic you. author. Uh, those of you who love fantasy, um, go read some Brandon Sanderson books. High key, Brando Sando should just like you know hit us up because he can just laugh at us being idiots because <laughs> that literary professor has written what is called the Five Laws of Literary Magic, and it's like, wow. I cannot read read fantasy novels without thinking of this and just poking holes in everything now. Mo- movies like Maleficent 2 aren't quite logical, but it's just a good time. It's just a kid's movie, and if they added too many, like, you know, countermeasures from, you know, like, if they made it too complicated, you know what I mean? It had to be a one-sided battle because it was a kid's movie. If it wasn't one-sided, then it'd be too complicated and then it would have to be PG-13. I it would have to that, be like in a video game, like Warcraft. But I think, I think that's a little unfair because they still introduced deep concepts. They still introduced the fact, especially with both movies, and yes, they are family movies, like there's no reason for... Uh, there's no real good reason that what is considered kid content can't also introduce concepts. Uh, and the reason I'm going on about this is because, like, Adventure Time, uh, 
and Steven Universe and lots of other, I say lots, but like my brain kind of small, <laughs> but, but well, you get like, like these shows introduce you to the fact that it's okay to feel it's okay to go through those motions, even though like you're going to have days like Adventure Time talks about the concept of depression I think um, through it that way, Steven Universe also is like ideal. I like having your heroes be normal and transgender. That too, rocks what, lesbian rocks. What I was gonna <laughs> say is, uh, no, I'm not saying that this movie they couldn't introduce the concepts because I think they did. But I think they how deep they can you can you get lot. right? How deep can you get if you want to? wrap up the movie in like a colorful beautiful ending one of those things was straight up just pimento the weird hedgehog fairy yeah like that's a just that that's like bb8 that's like r2d2 yeah like it's, it's a cute little guy it's a cute guy talks funny and then Malipakoop. at least it's 50 times better than jar jar Binks. <laughs> I, I bet you anything they turn this into a franchise and they'll go back and explain more things watch you know who's behind this film? Who is? Uh, the director of uh, Pirates of the Carib- Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Why did it feel? I'm telling you. Oh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay, yeah, he was. I get it. He directed that one. I get it. Which, because by the way, that in particular, one, that was that was still really good. I still think that was really good. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Is that the one with uh, Elizabeth Swan's kid? I think so. I'm going to... I got, I got internet here. That was the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> now I understand. No, I skipped it. There was too much happening at once, bro. And I agree with yeah, this that was film. A 27, that was a 2017 I, one. There was yeah. a lot of subplots, um, but nothing to center it. Mm-mm. If they, if they would have... <laughs> If they would have just gave the Dark Fae a little bit of an origin story in this two-hour-long movie... It would have been great. I'm like, here's this really cool creature that we can... I'm totally into it. Give me more of what, what they are and how they work and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, nah, we've been hiding for 200 years because iron hurts and then... But we're going to revolt. And that's about that's about it. Sidebar is that... This uh, you said this one was were were both Maleficent movies directed by Dead Man Tell No Tales director or yeah anyway I don't, I don't know can you Google that I could but like now I'm yeah talking. do it I'm talking you're already okay. on it <laughs> no it's because he has to turn around no 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 I'll Google it bro uh it was by Robert Robert Stromberg was that the same no Hakeem Hakeem Ronning was the second one. Yeah, so he did do the uh, he did do the twenty nineteen. So he both. only he only did no he only did uh, the second Maleficent two Dead Man Tell No Tales in that one. That makes sense. Um, yeah, there was he's he's scatterbrain. I wish they would have kept the same director. The first director was amazing, and the person who wrote the script for the first Maleficent did a really good job. I agree. On making it a strong female movie. Yeah. About um, uh, going against toxic masculinity. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But what was nice about this, the second film, was they flipped it and showed how 
a female could manipulate a man being the queen manipulating her husband. That went over your head, didn't it? Overcorrection. <laughs> yeah. It was really like like some men can have good intentions, but it can be easily manipulated in many ways, such as, oh wait, I stabbed your father. I do like <laughs> that they kept to the kind of like the plot twisty thing when it was in the title Mistress of Evil. You assume it's gonna be Maleficent who's the Mistress of Evil. Um I did appreciate that. And like like in the first one, Kiss of the True Love. Um so I you know, not to put too many spoilers, but yeah. I really do like that they at least kept to that theme. I really like Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Yeah, she's she's good. She she fits that role really well, kind of like Johnny Depp fits we po- uh, yeah. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it, we posted, um, I mean, I, I shared it off by off chance, and I think you reshared it onto our Facebook. There's a video of her going through the makeup for to get into, like, uh maleficent's role and it's just it's really badass it's super cool mm-hmm. to like see like the transformation is just iconic it's like this is angelina jolie i can see where it goes i can see and then just that's maleficent that's and fucking badass she really made that character she is in character when she's act- you don't see angelina jolie i've seen some movies with her and you're like that's just angelina jolie playing like this her. character but in yeah. this movie, she is Maleficent. I agree. I was like, that's some pretty... She's, when I saw the first one, I just saw it the other night. I was like, whoa, this... Like, she's really acting. She hasn't been in movies in forever. And the last movie I remember her in, she was basically just saying lines. Yeah. Tomb Raider? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Um, I think we should just, because we've been going for a while, you want to just do some number ratings and move on to Zombieland? I had a lot of fun watching uh, the second Maleficent. Mm -hmm. It had some crazy uh, war scenes that I was like, well, this is is intense for a Disney film. Like, things are just getting slaughtered with no remorse uh, from, you know, from, from... uh, the people doing the slaughtering. Yeah, it was real. Uh, but with you know, with the weird plot holes and stuff, I still really enjoyed the film, and I give it a seven out of ten, especially for the cinematography mm. and the just. They had some beautiful shots. Y'all watching three D, huh? No. Oh, you didn't? No, I checked the reviews for 3D. This film wasn't made for 3D. Oh, okay. It was just at 3D was added just because some people like to watch it, mm. but it wasn't planned for 3D, so it wasn't worth watching. Okay. Which changes 3D. how things are entirely going to show up in well, 3D in, in general. We saw it in IMAX. Oh, okay. And that it was, was beautiful really cool. to see. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. Yeah. Wide camera angles. Alex, you look like you're going to give a bad rating. Do you want to? Yeah, so I'm just going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well because I ultimately the plot holes aren't going to take away from the movie for most people, uh, in my opinion. And those plot holes in general were just like things that I get particular about, like ammo counting and stuff, you know? But these are actually plot holes. <laughs> the entire movie was actually just so badass. It actually was 
way more badass for Elle Fanning's character Aurora. I like than that I was she, anticipating. I like that she had to deal with inner conflict. It is right. true that all of this bad stuff happened to her, um, but she calls this person her godmother. But she's not. She's not one of the phase. She's a human, and Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Uh, she keeps trying to remind her, "Look, this. You are. You're a human." Yeah. And but the main. The main. Uh, moral of the story is that at the end of the day people are just people things beings are just beings and yeah. you shouldn't discriminate against them. yeah if they're good they're good if they're bad they're bad that's you know what i mean the, that was the that was the main moral and i thought they did a good job at portraying that moral especially in today's climate yeah um look i agree with all of your guys's good points i really do uh, I just am. I think that it's a fun movie for kids, and I think that uh, as a parent, it's a great movie to take your kids to, and that they'll enjoy the shit out of it. Did you not like watching it when you watched it with Patty? Like, uh like how were you feeling when you watched it? I, I was like kind of like oh, i want to see more i want to see more on certain plot points i wanted to see more about the black fay or dark fay um but but like as you were watching it were you like wow okay okay no or, or were you just completely just thinking about like the dark fay i feel no i like or, i got excited about certain things um but just there were there was a lot of uh, stuff that I felt was incomplete that I would have liked to see, uh, you know, expanded upon, you know, maybe, uh, some of the characters in the movie, for example, uh, the prince's second hand, the, the, or his, his the general, the general, I thought he, we lost a great opportunity for, uh, maybe a hilarious character or, or you know, a, 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 a kind of air out that friendship. I would have loved to see more about that friendship. Um, Aurora, even though she was going through inner turmoil, um, I don't know. She's kind of irritating. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah. I was like, how could you forget your mother? Yeah. Like you call this lady your mother. You should trust what she's trying to tell you. But at the same time, I get that. But all right, love. Well, no, there was that huge betrayal the first time when she first found out that she right. cursed her. She's just like, okay, well, she did that. So ah, Who knows? It, yeah. this is a possibility that she's this crazy. So I am uh, going to give it a five out of ten. But the only reason why is because the first one exists. And that is the only reason why it's a five out of ten because the first one was just so good. It was so amazing in comparison, and to follow it up with this, and to do a cliche finish in the way that they did again, which was just a nod to the kids in the in the movie theater, and the kids enjoyed it. I saw that, but to do that and you know just kind of get lazy with your writing at the end, uh, that took that knocked it down like two points for me. So. Sorry. It did add up for you and for the like kind of flip reason was why I gave it a higher rating was just because I think that standalone, the first one was uh, was beyond outstanding and the second one is weaker, but it's not necessarily losing it. 
Yeah, the first one definitely wowed me. I was, um, but I went into the second film just wanting more Angela Jolie as Maleficent. So, Angelina. Yeah, so I was definitely uh, happy because mm-hmm. I just got more Maleficent. To be fair, She's you had the least amount of time out of all of us, I think, between watching the first one and the second one. Yeah, I've watched the, yeah. the first one last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've definitely watched the first one twice before, thanks to bleeped out <laughs> services and then i rewatched it last night i was like yeah yeah this is this is a good, good ass movie they could totally <laughs> just leave the second one like to the side just treat all, it like dragon ball gt let's all, just only if oh people no that's really, so rude only if people <laughs> that's really over, that's overly beyond rude. Really, let's just do like dragon ball super and do number three like <laughs> it could be i mean like okay to be to be war like fair and worse you could have said it like just treat it like dragon ball legacy i bet you anything <laughs> the game <laughs> no i meant legends the the like whatever the <clears throat> Not to be mentioned, love action movie was. I bet you anything that <laughs> there is at least twenty to thirty minutes of footage that the director wanted to to keep. At but, least it's an hour yeah. and forty. No, it's two hours long. Yeah, uh, hour fifty eight. Yeah. yeah, it's two hours long. Did I accidentally click on the second? No, no. This one says. Uh... One hour forty one uh one hour forty one on IMDB. Yeah, it was probably uh, it was. hour and fifty eight's probably with the trailers. So Um Alrighty. There's Maleficent too, uh Mistress of Evil. Uh take your kids to go watch that. It was cool. Um if you take love- it on I think it's actually a pretty good date movie too, if you yeah, haven't seen the first first movie too. I yeah. agree. I think that's a great date movie and um uh, very like I think what our big takeaway is, as we segue into our next one, is that Angelina Jolie was fucking badass. That was yeah. Like if you if you liked her, (laughs) if you liked watching her as Maleficent in the in the first one, uh, that is absolute reason to go watch this one. Also, in particular, I will shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) Oh yeah, like great performance. Fucking is she just typecasting herself as evil bitches right now? Because like, fuck. Shit. Fuck. Michelle Pfeiffer. Fuck. I saw a little bit of that Stardust in there. You felt that too? Because I also was like, I love Stardust. Oh, Stardust is. Hey, talk about a good fantasy movie, like good fairy tale. Complete. Like, is reasonable. It's a reasonable mixture of, like, of of relatability. Like, you can imagine that, like, there's. Mm. It's not too different from regular world. Forget about it. Forget, forget about it. That's how good it is. Okay. Also, Robert De Niro is a gay pack, gay sky pirate. Like, what's not to love? <laughs> and his crew accepts it. And it's Robert De Niro. Like, and, and it's a gay Robert De Niro. That's the like, best <laughs> thing ever. Like, what director? That's like, so great. It was. Go watch Stardust too. Go like, watch Stardust. <laughs> God damn it. And someone make another movie that compares to it, because shit. Also, Brandon Sanderson, again, shout outs to spoiling us. <sighs> he because, fucked us up. Yeah, we're, our yeah. fucking brains are fucked up. It's like, it's like having sex on Molly. All right, this is, this is my take, okay? Maleficent 2. 
If you enjoyed Maleficent 1 and you just want to see m- more Angela Jolie. Angelina. Uh, you keep saying Angela. Angela. I keep saying Angela. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. If, if you want to see more Angelina Jolie as Maleficent, watch Maleficent 2. But just expect, like, uh, you know how Disney does their animated sequels straight to video? Yeah. Like Lion yeah. King 2. Yeah, like just expect that. Not not like Lion King one half. No, that, that was, was beautiful, a masterpiece. Yeah, I love that. But Lion King two, yeah. Um, alrighty. Speaking of two, speaking of two, speaking of two, that you, you get what I did there. I double tapped. Double tapped. <laughs> we went and watched the wonderful Zombieland two, um, and Jesus Christ, it was such a blast. My brain still can't accept the how old the first one is. Uh, yeah, dude. I was like, like, what? They're already... Yeah. They had so many inside jokes. I just rewatched Zombieland uh, two days ago. It's a great movie. And they had so many inside jokes. This film needs to be watched like back to back. It's It's awesome because like... You know, just like The Walking Dead is kind of running into this problem... How much new material can you get out of a zombie movie, right? Or zombie the zombie genre. And what they did with this genre is I think that they made it character rich and they focused on their quirks and their, you know, just the people that they in, are as characters. Yeah, in general, that's what a lot of zombie related things are now. It's like, we get it. Zombies are freaking hella spooky because like how do you stop it you have to kill them they're gonna eat you alive Mm. they come back from the dead there's a virus so many other ways that it goes on they well eventually like it's not about the zombies it's about what you're doing against the zombies that's why like in the last of us which uses uh spore related theories for how you become a zombie uh it's like in that world, right, they they have to be really, really careful about just any kind of mushroom and, like, spook the shit out of. And People who use mushrooms spook the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. Oh! So it was great. Uh, I think that they did a great job. Um, can I just give a huge, huge shout-out to the best character uh in in this movie and you guys are going to be uh blown away that it's not one of the originals from the first movie her name is madison zoe i don't know how to say her last name it looks french it makes me want to say douche i don't think that's right no dutch zoe dutch as madison was sheer magic she stole the show and just a great performance of like a douchey girl valley girl yeah she's freaking hilarious she's so funny man and it was like it was like a weird she just did it so artistically and intelligently like she just nailed the shit out of that role um to where like you're like all right she's gonna be typecasted for those roles from now on nah man she like she just just did such a stand-up job do you um, think she'll get typecasted for the reboot of Legally Blonde and, and steal it away from Reese Witherspoon? 
I hope not. I the, hope thus, they don't. Thus making do... it a joke of Reese without her spoon. I hope they don't do a remake of that movie. They're going to. You know, it's real. You know, no, but it's there's there's we're all out of, of ideas and we don't yeah. want to. No, they need to just talk to Brandon Sanderson. God. They really do. Damn it, the Cosmere. Okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, this movie was wonderful. Let's just jump into some badass moments. What do you guys think? The yeah. whole movie. Okay, great. I, think uh, I like let, that's a great start. Let me, let me tell cut up you the whole movie. <laughs> I got a badass moment for you. Uh huh. Covering Abraham Lincoln's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. That was a great joke. That was amazing. And also very real. Try not to just try to avoid having like any sort of photos or paintings and portraits with, with, portrait, like, with eyes and like the, the, the shit follow you. I'm not into it. Yeah. I don't like things with eyes in my yeah. room. Yeah, well, it's like it's like like why do people sometimes have a photo of Jesus Christ? You know, like just covering it up, make it bad. I Apparently, so it's weird. It's a weird superstition. A <laughs> lot of post-apocalyptic uh, TV shows or films always end up in the White House. So when I saw them going to the White House, I that was, was like, hilarious. I was like, eh, <laughs> kind of cliche. Okay, what are you going to do here? I thought that was the joke, though. That's why yeah. I was like... <laughs> and, they, and they pulled it off. They really pulled it off. Um, Yeah, I, I think my badass moment was the um, just the storytelling. Um, we were we were mentioning... What, what's the name of that concept that you always uh, pull... Uh, June Chekhov's gun Chekhov's gun um, they did it in two ways they did it with storytelling um, and then they did it with an actual gun uh, but I just thought that the screenwriting on this on this uh, movie was brilliant and fantastic and whoever whoever wrote it needs to continue writing I was never bored with the film Sam I actually wanted more yeah the the concept of the uh, what do they call them the T eight hundreds? Yep, Terminators. Yeah, that was a great concept. That it was, was cool, also... and it made me nervous. I was on the edge of my seat when the first where they had to deal with the first T eight hundreds. I was like, oh fuck! Like, I thought that, that was just a fun joke, like a, like that was a well executed joke because like 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 Terminator T eight hundreds, fucking spooky shit. Yeah. Also. The entire thing dealing with Flagstaff was like just an amazing series of scenes. I love Flagstaff. Because that particular moment of just like, oh, we're both nerds, but we're also both like incredible betas. We're not going to like, we're just going to like agree to disagree and disagree to agree. There's no, (laughs) literally people are egging us on to like hate each other. But you know what, sir? Uh, tip of the hat to you. Mm-hmm, uh, tip mm-hmm. of the hat to you. No, 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 no. Tip of the hat to you. Well, if I could wear the hat, you know, Tallahassee doesn't let me wear the hat. Oh. But if I did, I would you know, tip of the hat to you. I think you would look great in that hat. <laughs> A solid zombie film will have the audience wondering if the characters that they enjoy will survive. Yes, you're waiting. You're you're waiting in suspense for that bite. And this film near the end, you're like, ah, oh, shit. It's are they about to die? 
There are they, they did it multiple times. Yeah, I mean they did it in the uh in the in the motel or whatever that house was where again I was like even though the fight was over with the you know the newly converted T800s I was like you know like the whole time I was worried I'm like they're going to get bit they're going to get bit even after it was over you know there's still that oh no I didn't notice I have this bite I was just on my edge of, edge of my seat i'm just like is it gonna happen like what's what's up you know Mm -hmm. um so you're right i think they did a great job of of, of making me worry which is funny because like the thing is that the first movie definitely felt spookier at times yeah but that was also because it's like an introduction to the world and also all the characters were by themselves at so one point, it made you feel isolated, especially especially with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I remember in the w- opening, yeah, yeah, watching him run away from the zombie and like dropping his keys and then running around the car uh, <laughs> to get back in. And then even him when he goes to the bathroom, because all of these rules he came up with because bad shit happened to him. Yeah, even when he goes to the bathroom and the zombie's like, uh, he's like fighting for his life all by himself yeah and this one there was a lot it, it was kind of like you know what our characters are pretty well developed they're they're connected and and it was more about their their stories as like as a, a family unit, unit, as a family yeah, yeah. which H- is funny because go ahead hilarious part is when he goes ah oh, shit teamwork i don't know why i didn't add that to my <laughs> list yeah because he made all the rules when he was by himself right and it's weird because he like definitely still follows like eighty percent of the rules, but he still didn't add new ones like teamwork. Right. Like why didn't he just adjust that? Put the to team the list. first. Um. You guys want to get into your number ratings before we get into that? Yes. I want to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. Let's talk about what I want to talk about was uh, just going back to the Shekhov's gun. Yeah, I legitimately they like just just like when they showed it in Shaun of the Dead, I was like, this there's, there's, there's got to be no way they're not going to use the gun. When are they going to get to the gun scene? Like. They showed the gun. They have to use the gun. Which, by the way, if you don't remember, in Shaun of the Dead, they go to the pub, and the pub literally has a shotgun, like, all the time. Yeah. Just hanging on the wall. Leave it to uh, to hippies to uh, not believe in the pat-down. I, yeah, literally, when when I saw this, ha- like, that happening, I'm like, they, like, they just didn't check. I'm just gonna believe for another what, gun. What is no, Your word and then, is all I need. Yeah. yeah. In also T I double gur er it. Also, bullet counting yeah. was relevant. It's like they made because, the movie for you. Yeah. Like, They're like, this guy's gonna count the bullets. I know. This guy's gonna count the bullets. I counted the bullets, by the way. And the only one that is Un, like the only one that is plausible and not confirmed is uh Emma Stone's like assault rifle. I that's I, literally mm. the only one that you can you can stretch 
because it's hard to realistically be like, oh yeah, I've like definitely seen and like I've I've read and I've heard about like extended mags. Like, no, that thing is two different drum mags, like hefty boys into the fucking like you know feed and just she. Just, but at least she was trigger disciplined. That that was a lot of. Just, by the way, Patty's favorite type of gun on Call of Duty, World War II. That's her shit right there. Um, which is weird because it's you're kind of slow with it. What the the assault rifle with a drum? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but she's still like a beast that she kills me. But anyway, that was a fun tangent. Yeah. Um, I would like to give this movie. Oh man, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. <sighs> This is a masterpiece, especially in zombie movies. When I think of zombie films, this is you like this has to be on your list along with the first one, along with uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, yeah, I would give this a uh, nine out of ten, uh, and I think it's because of my own bias. I'm not a uh, zombie film movie. This or, or fan. I can't see you watching a zombie film. Not into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's They're pretty gross. I don't want to watch it again, which usually when I'm doing eight or above, I want to watch it again. I don't necessarily want to watch it again like... Right now. Right now. Yeah, but... Tonight. <laughs> it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I was on the edge of my seat and I love the characters. So highly recommend it uh and it would probably be a 10 out of 10 if you're into zombie films i never give 10 out of 10s we already know that so this is actually a 9 out of 10 still because ultimately like it depends on what you want out of what you think zombies are right like the walking dead is such a drama fueled character driven story for a different reason and in my personal opinion, the brilliance of Zombieland, the brilliance of Zombieland 2, the brilliance of Shaun of the Dead, the brilliance of even Ash vs. Evil Dead are all soaked in, like, really weird, random, like, like somehow somebody scripted this, but this is really natural feeling of, like, what the fuck just happened. And in Zombieland's way of doing this especially in the second film was like what wait they they evolved and and then also like we've been talking about it's a character driven story this is second movie is like we're a family unit and we fucked up shit yeah like well what like i don't want to go back to being the lone dog well i mean you know what five years of this shit we're family now Woody Harrelson put on such a good fucking performance in this movie. Um, he was hilarious. He was great. He definitely felt in this movie in a good way, typecasted into being an old man dad. <laughs> Funny side note: you know how they were joking constantly about vegans? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson is a vegan. That's great. <laughs> Everything he eats on on the film, they uh. A person has to to make it vegan. That's so great. Like in Zombieland, I found out that 
the Twinkies that he ate were were remade as vegan Twinkies. That's great because Twinkies aren't vegan. No, yeah. no, that's fucking cool. Um, and and, and that's Twink- a great Twinks side fact because he gives so much shit to AKA you know or quote unquote Berkeley for being that such was, a hippie. But like that was part of the overall joke is like. In real life, Woody Harrelson's kind of a fucking hippie. Yeah. Like, he's so, he's like boy. barefooted, uh, fucking hemp pants <laughs> in the in a bank making and a deposit. Like, like, this, like, fuck Berkeley. That, that character was so well done because that's a real stereotype and I hated it the whole time. It, I was literally upset with this person the whole time, which means it was done well. Yeah, you, but you know what's so funny? Like, uh, again, I want to give a nod to uh, Madison is that she was a fucking, st- an old stereotype. She was like a white chicks movie, you know, Marlon Wayne's like stereotype. But why did I like that character so much? She was just so funny. Why was, was she like... Her comedic timing was impeccable. That she was I... beautiful. Yeah, like, and, and that's the thing. Like, the difference between Berkeley's that stereotype character, and Madison was that... I, I don't know. I she just like, nailed dude, it. I feel like they were aware of that, though. Like, that was the purpose, was to make Berkeley... Like, <laughs> just because we didn't resonate with the jokes of the Berkeley hippie doesn't mean that they weren't funny or stereotypical jokes. I'm Madison. I didn't want Madison to die. I, I didn't, didn't either. I didn't care if Berkeley died. See? Yeah. He could have died yeah. and I would have been fine. I but if sad. Madison died, I would have been sad. I I didn't want her to die. Spoil spoiler alert. Call that nut allergy. <laughs> Cause she got bit on the shoe, and I didn't yeah, think it penetrated. I didn't yeah. think so either. But she was the way she was, and then the way they yeah, showed the her, way they showed the, her the shot. Her I was yeah. like, okay, maybe she must have got bitten through the shoe then. Right, but I was just like, no, she's dumb enough to be straight up eating almonds and straight in trail mix that she doesn't know she has a fucking nut allergy. So, because. Because at what point in in her supposedly regular life being in Zombieland for five or eight, I think it was like five or ten years. Something like that, Something yeah. Like, like Zombieland's been a thing for a while in, in you know, Zombieland storyline. Like, the point being that, like, she just lived in a fucking freezer eating cold-ass pizza. Like, who knows what, <laughs> you know? She looked everywhere. She couldn't find the switch. Well, she yeah, couldn't turn it off. But, like, <laughs> so great. like, ultimately, like, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, this... The joke of Ber- like Berkeley, we didn't care that that character died. The joke of Madison, Madison. was like, oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we just loved her. Please. Like, uh, and the comedic timing was something so natural because like we would un- we would ironically be doing that kind of shit. I think literally you know? what we're just wit- what we just witnessed was just the caliber of acting ability, the difference. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you get on a basketball team. Oh, Alex is doing the basketball reference. What the fuck? I'm going to do it anyway and relax about oh, it. Oh, God. Alex is doing the basketball reference. It's like Junior doing freaking game reference. When you get on a team and they tell you a role, you can either just completely be that role or you can make that role something to fit who you are as a player. 
I feel like she did that. She's like, okay, here's this role that we want you to play. She's just like, nah, bitch, I'm going to take it an extra level and make it my own. And she she did. She was just great. So um, uh, what the fuck moments, guys? Flagstaff. Flagstaff. I was not expecting Flagstaff or Florida to just be characters. And when they showed up on screen, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna live. There's we can't have a, we can't have a huge ass party." Literally, that my brain was like, "Okay, so oh no, she's gonna do an RPG reference, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, game references." Uh. Uh-huh. Like the party was originally four people, and then it got shrunk down to three people because our our beautiful daughter is off on her own adventure trying to find out who she is and what she what it means to be part of a family. So now we have to go save her. What's that? We ran into three other characters. We can't do party swaps. Oh, one of them is not going to come into the party and the other two died. Yep. Like, we'd never have to party swap. Yep. <laughs> Which, yep. by the way, brings me up to Madison. <laughs> Being the fourth party member for like a good portion of the movie, that was amazing. It was great. Her that, that was, whole awkwardness between her, Columbus, and Wichita was just like amazing. So the whole awkwardness of of just Emma Stone and, and sorry, Wichita, Wichita. <laughs> am, I, yeah. am I saying it right? Did I totally Mexican it up? Is it um, Wichita or Wichita? Wichita. Okay, yeah, I Mexican did up. Yeah. I really, but like, I really want them to make a TV series on like HBO or Showtime. I wouldn't mind watching these characters every week. Yeah, they're pretty great, but they'd have to spend a lot of money because these some fucking big ballers. Yeah, big oh, baller b- actors. But at the same time, you know, like it, it, it's in that particular instance, it would be more like writing. Like, just yeah. having good writers to do hilarious jokes or drop those sequences and scenes. Because there was a show called, like, Z Nation. And it's a very, very, like, relaxed, awkward, like, baby amounts of drama for, like, zombie zombie series. Mm. And there was just lots of weird shit going on in that show. Like funny shit? Or? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, Interesting. I, like, I like the characters, but it was definitely more of a, like, it's supposed to be funny and weird. Zombieland 2's writing uh, and pacing was very much like Rick and Morty, where no amount of space was ever wasted. Everything was necessary. I don't, I look at the film and there's nothing that I would cut. I agree. Same thing with the first movie. Yeah, first one as well. Like, there's there's nothing because some of the punchlines were so long. Chekhov's gun, like literally, from the beginning of the movie all the way to the end of the movie for that that like. Yeah, I saved my dad, and we had <laughs> like, a good audience. Yeah, they were fine. Oh yeah, they were fine. <laughs> except for <laughs> the girls next to us. They totally left. I think they were like actual Madisons and they're like, I don't get why they're laughing. Like, I'm totally like this and people are yeah. laughing at us and <laughs> I'm just going to go. Yeah. I, when this I saw them get up funny. and leave, I was like, what? 
I was like, did you not watch the first Zombieland? What were you expecting? Uh, it's so gross. You know what, dude? Like, I want to give a tip of the hat to just this new generation of uh, of writers. Like, you know, whoever wrote this movie, the screenwriters for this. And I do want to, I do want to. Uh, He's going to drop some names. Dave Callahan. Uh, that's the who wrote the screenplay. And... Uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. All those three were the uh, people who contributed to writing this wonderful movie. And uh, who else? Dan Harmon. Um, Wait, Dan Harmon wrote it? No, no, no. no. I'm just talking this new generation of people who are making shows. Tina Fey. Like these people who write movies and shows that should, on paper or on the surface, be just a regular stereotypical movie, but they are not lazy and they don't just want to make things. Um, they don't want to do things the easy way. What's funny is that... They don't want to make the easy like, buck. When you say generational, this is what came into my mind. Dan Harmon is 46. Yeah, I... I but like, these guys are older. But like he hasn't been like... I'll, I'm trying to like look at how long he's been in the business. Probably not... More and than 10, 15 years. It's just... It's one, of, it's one of those things where it's like... It's different to be part of a writing team versus leading a writing team or mm-hmm. having your name get dropped like that and stuff. Like like John Mulaney. He was just a writer for SNL for so long and then he's hosted SNL twice or three times or something. Sure. Like... You know, he, well, yeah. he made he like jumped up and made it it's, bigger. It's this, yeah, and it's this new generation of writers that are kind of coming out, and and they are just breaking the barrier of you know making an easy buck and writing, you know, stuff that's been done time and time again because they know it's a formula that's that's successful. Like, nah, let's let's push it. Let's come up with new ideas. And I think that these people need to continue to be supported and continue to write shit so that our movies can continue to move in an upward and improvement direction. So you know how you mentioned uh, Deadpool? Well, it's from the same writers. Oh, this... Zombieland. There you go. That's another great example. They they wrote the first Zombieland and they did so well. They wrote Deadpool, then they wrote Deadpool two. They also wrote a bunch of like mediocre movies as well. But you're gonna have those, yeah, right. You're we gonna... we can't. I mean, like look 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 at Ingley. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes hate Gemini Man. They really do. They really but do. the audiences in the nineties, so. Ever since they they did that thing <laughs> to Dave Chappelle, which one? Uh, he put out a new special with Dave Chappelle's latest special. Mm-hmm. What they did is they closed the polls to the regular audience, and then I only think had like the, their their critical reviews of it, and they put zero percent on it's, it. Really yeah. for Dave Chappelle? Yeah, yeah. It was a big like con- like controversy. That's why I don't follow Rotten Tomatoes. And That's why then, when people tell me Rotten Tomatoes reviews, I'm like, what the- don't. Mm. That's worse. That's worse than some of IGN's reviews. I like, like IMDb though. 
IMBD is pretty uh, pretty fair. Relatively I, fair. Yeah. Uh, you get lots of like the ones that like they didn't vibe with the film. You can straight up tell from the review like they weren't vibing with the film. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, for the most part, I like to stick with Metacritic. Hmm. It's a strong average. Mm-hmm. There you go. All Metacritic. I haven't heard of that. I'm going to start checking them out. Uh, guys, do, anything else you guys wanted to add uh, about Zombieland 2, Maleficent 2? Um, go I, watch them. I really liked yeah. watching them in theaters. I think if you have any interest in either them, either of them, you should just go watch it in theaters. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Any any interest. If you don't have interest in it, then it's not your type of movie. Yeah. They're, they're very niche movies surprisingly yeah i like you're either gonna yeah. like it or you're not gonna like it if you yeah. like deadpool go watch zombie land 2 surprisingly like zombie land 2 is using those uh using those audience members who left in the up in the middle of the film it was just straight up like either you like it or you don't either you knew what you were getting into or you you didn't mm-hmm. and in zombie land 2's case like they're even if you didn't understand some of the inside jokes that kind of carry over from all of the other, like Zombieland One, Deadpool, Deadpool Two, like those jokes still stand. Those are yeah. still like those are still well written, hilariously done, executed. I think that um, I don't think it was the whole group of girls though, because like the girl who's sitting next to me, she was laughing uh a lot at a lot of the shit that we were laughing at it's probably just one like bratty friend who is just like uh i don't get let's go i hate this like uh and like she wouldn't stop complaining they're just like all right fucking Jerry, madison maddie let's go <laughs> <laughs> um but thank you so much for listening to us guys uh keep an eye out for a special episode of the desviado podcast where uh me and patty do our first collaboration uh with a fantastic spanish-speaking uh podcast called mas que un trio and it was a blast guys these guys are awesome gents and we can't wait for you guys to listen to it uh which you guys already did listen to it it was this wednesday but if you haven't to haven't listened to it already listen to our wednesday release uh but as for us make sure (laughs) you follow us uh, at Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber on Facebook, HSTSC33 on Instagram and Twitter, which our boy Junior is now going to be heading. Totally. Taking the reins on that. Yeah. The last uh, Halloween theme movie that we have um, scheduled is a special Kung Fu movie. We're going to keep it. We're going to take it back to the old school and watch a classic Kung Fu movie that Nikon see. I can't wait to see what you have in store for us. Yeah, it's going to fuck you up. Side note. Are there any Christmas Kung Fu movies? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be cool. I got a we plethora got a, of Kung Fu movies. I, I'm like, excited. We kind of need a Christmas. We thing. totally like, do. Also. We can't have like a Thanksgiving one because a lot of films are just family films. Yeah. Like, ugh. Ugh. I'm not going <laughs> to be able to get through it. Uh, make sure you follow our boy Junior at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve. I didn't say it this time. Um, <laughs> and uh, leave us comments. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and we'll make sure we shout you guys out on the next podcast. Ask us questions. Give us a little mini review on the movie that we did, and we'd be happy to read it on the next episode. 
and uh, share it with your friends if you think that you would they would like our our podcast. For all of you ha- who have been sharing the podcast, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. Anything else you guys want to add on there, Junebug, Conzi, Alex? No, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Alex, did you want to add anything? Uh, uh, no. I just no? wanted to sure? talk about space and time.